welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues to the table from a woman's perspective with wit and wisdom. I cannot believe I have this person that's about to come on our show right now. It's an old friend. And actually, I met this person through my husband and his life has radically changed like upside down for Jesus. And he's doing amazing things right now. And I want to introduce you to my good friend, Ryan Reese. Ryan, what's up, man? What's up, dude? What is up, Annie? Thank you for having me on your show. I'm you're, you're welcome. Every, everyone's like, well, who's Ryan? I mean, the people that know you are going to be like, yo, dude, it's Ryan. But for someone that doesn't know you, like you're the reason why I know a lot of different people besides my husband, obviously. I didn't meet you through him, but that's how I met Brian and Sonny and Lacey and a couple others. And dude, you're just amazing, Ryan. Um, I just want to say real quick. So for everyone that's watching that doesn't know about Ryan and his his lineage of what he does with the whosoevers, I met Ryan because Oz was in, the, in his car one day. We were driving. I think we were on the 405. I, I'm not sure. And he said, my pastor, Raul Reese. And I said, who's that? He goes, yeah, man, he tried to kill his family. I said, who is this dude? He got radically saved with Chuck Smith. And I was like, I want to meet that guy. And he like went ah, with the car, called your dad. And you said, your dad said, man, come over, come over right to the church. So we rolled up in there and that's when I met you, Ryan. And that was a crazy meeting. It was like two hours. You and I were talking and man, I was like, I love, I really love this guy. That's that. That is a funny story. That's totally my dad, and he loves Oz and, and Striper. And I remember that day well. I was uh, I was in my office, and you guys showed up, and we started sat in my table, and we just started sharing our stories together. Because I was like, "Who's this chick with Oz?" First of all, like, where'd she come from? And it was just so awesome. We uh, we just connected and bonded that moment. But yes, I run the Whosoever's Movement now, and I'm out of uh, Los Angeles. And I got saved uh, radically about 13 years ago. Yeah, man. But beyond that, when you were telling me your story, Ryan, because now it's like, I think it was 2009 when I met you. Mm -hmm. um, God, it's been 11 years. But you had tears in your eyes. Yeah. And I was like, I, I felt like that's what I really connected to. I think that the authenticity of how you were sharing. And I want to go back to that because you... You learned about Jesus when you were younger, but you went away. Can you yeah. tell us what happened? Why did you Why did you walk away from God at a young age? So from a young age, I grew up obviously as a pastor's kid. My dad was a, a they call him a mega church pastor because he had a movie out from exactly what you were talking about earlier. I almost killed my mom, and he was a marine, and the whole thing. He got What's radically saved. Uh, Fury to freedom. Okay. Came out in the 80s, he had a book and the whole thing. But me growing up in that environment, um, I always want to know what was going on on the other side of things. Like if you were constantly fed the church your whole life and Christianity, I want to know about the forbidden fruit. Just curious to see what was on the other side. And that led me um, into a lot of drugs and alcohol and stuff. Now, I grew up as a skateboarder. I've been in the, working in the music and the skateboard industry my whole life basically and uh, ended up managing a professional skateboard team. And through all that, just having uh, going after the lust of the eye, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, I got everything I ever, I ever wanted. I wasn't a million, like a billionaire millionaire, but I lived a very um, pleasurable life traveling all the world, 
had a house, cars, you know, the whole thing, but and women and, and, and all that stuff. But I was uh, empty. It was a dead man walking. And I lost, I don't know, now I guess up to this day, probably like over 20 friends of suicide and drug overdose, famous Whoa. musicians, famous artists. And I gave my life to Jesus Christ in a hotel room after nine days of cocaine, Xanax and alcohol after I OD'd. And long story short, I just said, God, if you're real, prove that you're real to me. I was empty and I just want to know, honestly, I just want to know if God was real. Because if he was real, I wanted to know him and I wanted to see what he had for my life because everything that the world says, social media, TV, lyrics and songs, news, news articles from magazines, from, from artists that you're listening to, everything that I've been force fed was just emptiness. I gave my life to God that day in that hotel room. I stole the Bible from the hotel a Gideon Bible. I went for six <laughs> hours straight and I landed in Los Angeles and I felt peace for the first time in my life. Basically what happened is from that point on, I went through this whole transformation process. I was reading the word of God day and night, literally like every single day. I never went to rehab. I asked God to touch my life. He healed me from the drugs and alcohol and I got radically saved, radically healed from the drugs and alcohol and my whole life started transforming from that point in 2008. Dude, that, okay, Ryan, you know what? I, I love that you say that about, you did not go to rehab. You mm. didn't go to a bunch of counseling. You didn't sit there and lament and go, oh my gosh, I'm still broken. Oh my gosh, I'm tempted. I'm going to do this just one more time. Like you made this mind shift and it was like, a, 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 it, it, I wouldn't, I would say like a, a, a 180, right? It wasn't, it wasn't like half. It wasn't quarter. It was like, a hundred percent around, like you just went boom. Yeah. And a lot of people would argue with you now. And I'm going to be the devil's advocate here because people have said this to me. Well, I don't understand how you can be so, um, you know, just so solid on what you decided to do. And how come, how come you don't have this and how come you haven't done that? And how come you don't, you know, you haven't fallen a bunch of times and you haven't, you know, explain that Ryan, why, what made it possible for you to not go to rehab? Because we all know people that are addicts, they continually go to rehab or classes and NA and AA all the time. I mean, this, they have to keep, you know, going. So what happened to you? Well, going back to what you said about, you know, I did a full change in the Bible. When it says to repent, it means basically that you have to change your heart. Like you have to change the direction that you're going. So I just call it repenting. It's flipping a U-turn. You're going in yes. one direction towards the body appetites. And then you repent and say, God, I'm sorry. I don't want to do this. I want what you have for me. And you flip a U-turn, flip yes. a U and you go toward God. And that was basically it. I was truly repented. And I was like, dude, I'm done. I'm literally done. I don't want to do this stuff anymore. I didn't want to do it. And that's true repentance. And the power, the way I was able to continue on this path to stay on that path that God says he's going to be a lamp to your feet is that you have to know him. You have to learn about him. So I started digging into the word of God, reading it from Genesis to revelations and the word became the started manifesting my life. And through the word to the connection through the word of God connected me to the power from heaven and through the work of the power from heaven, the Holy spirit, it start, started transforming me from the inside out. If the Bible says all the old things in your life will pass away and all things will become brand new. And the word of God 
just became a reality is what what you read, what it says, it could actually happen if there's true repentance. And what Jesus did on the cross, as he died on the cross, he took all my sins away. He hung there and with the blood that was shed on the cross would wash me white as snow. He said, anyone that believed in me, he would send the Holy Spirit and they would right. be filled in John 7 with the living water that cleanses, the fill us, that empowers to live that life that we were created for. Man, I just felt like I went to Sunday, Sunday church just now. You just uh, brought everyone to the altar, bro. Okay. <laughs> so, so one of my things that I love about James, because James talks about, you know, if we confess our sins to one another, it says yeah. it'll actually heal us. So that confession of, hey, man, I'm, I'm tempted, man. Can you pray with me? Yeah. Okay, you're tempted, bro, but let me pray with you because it, let's pray it away. And if it doesn't go away, we still need, and you agree with this, right, to believe what God's word says, right? That if we, Ephesians 6, stand and we resist the devil, we resist he him will. and his onslaught, he will flee, right? But we have to okay. submit to God first, right, Ryan? That's the part I think people forget. Um, because a lot of people are offended that you say sin, by the way, or we say sin. Tell, can you unwrap that a little bit? Sin just means you miss the mark. It's mm -hmm. like, say if I'm like, man, okay, so I'm married, right? So I'm like, I right. like sleep with my wife and have sex with my wife, right? And you have three beautiful daughters that are your triplets. I do. And a baby boy now, too. So I got the whole shenanigans. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to touch on two things. So for me, biblically, and in my heart, and my mind, I only want to sleep with my wife. But there is a side of me that from my past life, I can have be pulled to pornography, that I would want to go back. I, I don't go back. I haven't gone back. I stopped. God touched my life and healed me from the pornography. But what I'm saying is I decided in my heart, I full repented that I wasn't going to do that. So... With that said, basically a lot of people say, you know, um, they give their life to God and they want to walk with God. But what happens is when those times come, when the, those, those thoughts from the enemy, they're like called footholds or fiery darts from the enemy that yep. come in with your mind. Mm -hmm. and they bring you in there. What happens is I have that point where I have to decide, am I going to stand on what God's word says and am I going to risk this to the devil? And, or am I going to give in to the body appetites and go after pornography? So going back to what you said to resist. Now, when you look, I love that. I love that, that scripture because I actually use it in my new book that's coming out because it's that that's a very powerful verse. Because a lot of people say, well, I keep going back. I keep going back. Well, the scripture says you have to resist the devil and he will flee. When you look up resist in the dictionary, it means to basically like – if you go look at the words, the way it breaks it down, resist is like, if I, this is what resist looks like. If I come at you, Annie, with a knife and I'm going to stab you in the neck. Now, what are you going to do? You're literally going to come at me and use everything in your power. <laughs> You're going to do right. everything in your power I'm gonna... <laughs> to keep that knife from going into your neck. Right. Now that's, Absolutely. True, now that's true resistance. Now, people that are watching the show, now, the question is, when the devil comes knocking at your door, those fiery darts start putting those, mind, those, those, those things in your mind to go sin, what happens? Are you truly resisting the devil or you open the door and let him come on in? Right. True resistance is to use everything in your mind, body, and your soul to fight. 
against letting the enemy in. That's why the scripture says you got to love the Lord God with all your mind, body, strength, and soul. Because the enemy will come in and he will throw those little shiny objects in front of you. So you so can hook you because Satan's a fisherman as well. He wants to hook you and get Come the on. whole hooks will slow you down one hook at a time. Imagine like a, a, like five hooks in you. You can't even walk that walk that you're supposed to. You're just all tied up and fishing string and being pulled by the enemy to slow you down in life. So that's what it comes down to with resist. Hi friends, it's Annie Lobert from Annie's Pink Chair and I am actually on location at our nonprofit ministry called The Destiny House. And do you feel and see the presence that's going on here? The peace, the calmness, the comfort, the beautiful grass, the trees. This is what each woman comes to when she enters our Destiny House program for sex trafficking victims. Would you please consider partnering with us monthly or just send us a one-time donation? Just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on donate. And listen, your donation goes to a good cause and it's tax deductible. Thank you so much. See, this is so good because, you know, you know, I deal with women that are, are trafficked and younger ladies that are trafficked. So they have a lot of trauma, Ryan. And it's really, I mean, I did too, uh, complex trauma. It's super, um, it's a, a real stronghold in their brains. And, it, it, you know, it's made crevices. If you could think about a, 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 let's say a trail where it goes into these deep crevices that once you fall in, it's really hard to get back out. I think that one of the things with um, a lot of trauma is there's a lot of fear involved. What would you say to someone that continues to fall back into, let's say, a bad relationship because they fear no one's ever going to love them and that's, they, they're settling now? And it's part of their trauma, right? But at the same time, they're they're settling because they don't think they're lovable enough, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a problem with that because they don't know who they are in Christ, Mm -hmm. okay? And again, there's fear involved because they fear being alone, you know? And and where is the... That what direction can you give them for advice to bring them into that place where they don't feel that fear and they do the right thing and choose the right thing? Because that's the, uh, that's the identity crisis because you don't know who you are in Christ. And because you don't know who you are in Christ, you're walking out your life with feelings and emotions and and feelings and emotions will destroy you because you feel different every day. You, your emotions, especially when you have like four kids running around and there's a lot of stress at your house and there's a lot of active. I cannot go off my emotions right now in my life because they will destroy you because it, life gets crazy sometimes. And these trauma victims, they've been through a lot of crazy stuff. So they've been mentally abused, physically abused. They've been beaten down. And this is why we have to read the scriptures because it's God's voice. Those scriptures are God's voice. And he will show you who you are. And when those times come, when the enemy comes knocking at your door and he starts putting those thoughts in your mind of you're a loser, 
You're never going to be happy. You're going to always be by yourself. You're good for nothing. Whatever it is, what happens is the way we combat the enemy is we combat him. We fight him off with the word of God. Now, the perfect illustration of that is when Jesus was fasting in the desert and Satan came to him after 40 days and he started twisting the scripture and he started saying stuff to him. Jesus fought him off with the scriptures and the word of God. But if we are not reading the word of God, then how are we going to have ammo or scriptures to fire off at the enemy to get rid of them? You can only have the only ammo you can shoot at the enemy. The only scriptures you can shoot at the enemy is what you put in. So if you're not reading the word of God, you're not loading your magazine, if you will, if you know anything about guns. Because what we're doing, <laughs> we're scriptures. But right. your magazine is empty if you're not yes. filled with the Holy Spirit, which is the gunpowder, if you will. And the scriptures that you're reading off the Word of God is the ammo that you're putting in yourself. So when the enemy comes, you're able to fight him off because the Holy Spirit can only pull from the scriptures that have been put in. It can't pull from what's not inside of you. So you, that all comes down to who you are in Christ is knowing who you are by reading the scriptures and letting the voice of God coming off those scriptures, speaking into you and him showing him who you are in Christ. And that's where security comes. That's where identity comes from. And that's where self-control and all those things come from. No, I love that you shared that. I mean, you're, you're dead on. Like, here's the thing is that I, when you were talking about the magazine and the power coming from God with the word, I was seeing like little foxes coming to try to destroy the vine and taking little pieces off. And I think that that's some of the battle with a lot of people with addiction, with trauma is those little tiny things happen that they let affect them. And they allow that one thing or those 10 things to bring those little pieces to bring them down. And all of a sudden they're stripped of all the authority in God. And now they're back in addiction. They're back in those, those toxic relationships. And then they call us up and they, oh, what happened? I'm like, well, you know, you allowed bad, this bad thing to come in and mm -hmm. it opened the door to the enemy and the enemy just had a field day. So one other thing I wanted to say, what do you think also, obviously, Ryan, about the, you know, having the word of God, but also having that accountability, the people around you that want you to win, dude, they mm -hmm. want you to win and they'll tell you the truth, even if it hurts their feelings, mm -hmm. but that's the kind of people we need to be for them. Right. Yeah. When you, when you read the scriptures, it, there's also illustrations of, of the, Jesus always set the disciples out in two for accountability. And, you know, they have real, as you read the scriptures, Paul's having real conversations with these guys and kicking people off tour and different things and keeping people in line. And there's a, there's an order there. There's a open communication, uh, even says that we need to be in fellowship. We need to read the word together. We need to be together. Iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend. It's all there. This is where the scriptures come into play. And it gives us the instructions. We need, we need the fellowship of the brethren. We need the word. We need the, the, to worship. We need people around us. It's all there. It's, it's the instructions for us, but you can't do it on your own. How does the enemy, or let's see, how does, uh, like, if you see like a bunch of like little, you know, like you see on the National Geographic, you'll see like some like crazy African animals going through the desert and you see the cheetah roll up and be all sneaky. And what does right. he do? He waits for that little alone straggler one that's isolated by himself. That's not keeping up. That's not with the pack. And he comes in and he gets them. And that's what Satan wants to do with us. When you're isolated, you're by yourself, you're locked in your mind. He will come in for your mind and he will come in to get you physically. Think about a Spartan. 
a Spartan, like that movie uh, 300, they were this small group of highly trained, in shape warriors that will just, they're like, they'll go in and they'll take out any village or strong. But what happens if one of the, if you get their mind, that means their body and everything is useless. And that's right. what Satan wants to do. He wants to come to your, your mind and he wants to get you. This is why we have to wash. We have to memorize scriptures. We have to memorize because I can tell you right now, I'm going through a very difficult place in my life right now. And the only thing I'm holding on to right now is scripture. That's the only yeah. thing that gets me through these tough times. It's just scripture, scripture, scripture. Because sometimes I feel like it's just, it's just really been really crazy season for me uh, with life in general of things. Yes. But yes. the truth is the scripture. And that's what I hold on to. You know what, Ryan? I see really, really awesome things happening this year for you, dude. And speaking of that, you started the Whosoever's. It's can you can you sum up what Whosoever's is? And then you've got you've got Ryan Reese live, and you've got your book coming out. So we got to get this packed in here. So say it. <laughs> okay, uh, we started the movement about 13 years ago. It's the Whosoever's.com. We tour around the world, it, even in in the midst of the pandemic. We're still touring. We're still in front of thousands of students. We encourage people. Basically, we just bring the gospel, the good news, everywhere. Skate parks, schools, private schools, colleges, universities, concerts, everywhere. Whatever's open at this point, we're bringing it. Um, you can learn more about that. We have movies that, are, that come out about our tours. I have uh, I, Actually, my radio show now is called The Ryan Reese Show. It's live every Saturday night out of L.A. It's on over 100 stations. You can look at the podcast. Just type in my name, Ryan Reese. You can find it. We have an app under the whosoever's and a book. The book is coming out in May. It's a discipleship. It's a faith building book. It's stories of life and it's the scriptures. Everything that I'm, I've been quoting tonight is, is some element of the book. It's basically showing life application and showing how relevant scripture is in 2020. Even though it was written years ago, thousands of years ago, it's so relevant. And it's a, it's a faith building book. It doesn't matter if you're 18 or 80 years old, it will help you grow in your faith and it will show you to be sold out for Christ and never go back to the ways of the enemy. Dude, what's it called, Ryan? Kill the noise. It's called kill the noise, finding meaning above the madness. Okay. What We're do you very mean good by that? I know. So I love that it's called kill the noise, but this was a name you picked out for some of your tours. So mm -hmm. it, 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 not only is it prophetic, to be applied right now, what does it mean, kill the noise? Kill the noise is that moment that I had when I was in that hotel room, when I said, God, if you're real, I'm going to follow you. It was killing the noise was that moment I repented in my life. And I said, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Prove that you're real mm. and I'm going to follow you. That's when I decided to kill all the noise, all the distractions, all the stuff that was destroying me and saying, I don't want that anymore. I'm killing all that noise and I'm flipping a Yui and I'm going to God. And that was that moment. And we got to continue to repent. We got to continue to ask for forgiveness. We got to continue to go to that place of the cross and come boldly into the throne of grace and said, God, forgive me and use my life and empower me. And that's the continuing of the kill the noise. It's so good. Can you say, and you know, I want to know the website. And then I want you to say one thing to anyone out there that's struggling. Tell me, tell us whether we can get a hold of you in your book. And go to the whosoevers.com or ryanreese.com and you can find all those details. The book's on Amazon and 
uh, Target and Barnes and Nobles and all those places. But um, people that are listening right now, it's this simple. Are you tired of living this life, going after your body appetites and never being fulfilled? Happiness is getting a car and then someone keys it and you're not happy anymore. Joy is everything could be going wrong, but you have joined the Lord because you know he's in control. Amen. If you go back to Christ and you repent, God will give you that joy and that power that comes from heaven. He'll forgive you. The blood that was shed on the cross will wash you white as snow and he will empower you and he will lead and guide you in every aspect of your life. And that's what it comes down to is being set free, having all that weight and that guilt lifted off of you and knowing that God's going to transform your life, not promising you rainbows and unicorns, but I'm promising you joy and peace. And that's what the world does not have. And that's what it's looking for. That's so good, dude. I love it, Ryan. Man, I, I just want to go another hour or whatever time it is. Like, I know you're busy, man. I appreciate you, brother, so much. And, and you know, I love you as a brother. And I'm so thankful for your life, Ryan, and what you're doing and what God's about to do with you guys and whosoever's in the book. I cannot wait to finish reading because I got a copy of The Kill the Noise right now. And uh, <laughs> it's so good. Um, thanks for coming on Annie's Pink Chair. And Listen, dude, I want you next time to come in the studio and sit in one of these chairs because I think the color will actually make you look really nice. But uh, <laughs> and you can bring your daughter, your your daughters and your little boy and, and your wife, too. So we we'll, love we'll, we'll drive out there. We'll drive out okay. there. That'd be fun. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on today. We love you. Love you. Thanks, Annie. Today on Annie's Pink Cherry, we're talking about killing the noise. What kind of noise could that be if it's according to us or maybe according to you? For me personally, it's the noise of the world, the noise of the news, the noise of political atmosphere, the noise of just different things that have happened in my past that try to speak to me and speak lies into my mind and my heart. But you know what? There's a voice that we can listen to if we can kill the noise of the things that are trying to distract us from what is really true. And it says in Psalm 46, the nations made an uproar, the kingdoms tottered. He raised his voice and the earth melted. God's voice can change any atmosphere if you allow him to do it. All you have to do is sit still and listen for it. And you guys, on that day in August 2nd, 2003, I overdosed on cocaine and I came to the realization that the only voice that I needed to listen to, even though my heart was racing inside of my chest and I almost died, was God's voice because God's voice spoke to me and told me that I was loved. You can actually read my book and memoir, get it on hookersforjesus.net or go on Amazon and my story is in there. It's called Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. Thank you. Hi friends, it's Annie Lobert from Annie's Pink Chair and I am actually on location at our nonprofit ministry called The Destiny House. And do you feel and see the presence that's going on here? The peace, the calmness, the comfort, the beautiful grass, the trees. This is what each woman comes to when she enters our Destiny House program for sex trafficking victims. Would you please consider partnering with us monthly 
or just send us a one-time donation, just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on donate. And listen, your donation goes to a good cause and it's tax deductible. Thank you so much.